I don't want to set the world on fire. I just want to start a flame in your heart. You are listening to the Glad Trad podcast live from quarantine. That's just a fancy way of saying that Rudy and I are not in the same room together as we normally record since we don't want to catch Wu flu and die. Being in quarantine also explains the fallout music that you hear. Fitting, right? This episode was broadcast live with a video component on YouTube, which is a format Rudy and I will most likely keep for future episodes. We hope you enjoy this episode, and please keep us in your prayers as we continue to pray for you. Welcome to episode two of the Glad Trad podcast live from quarantine. I'm Rodolfo Carlos. And I am Jordan Pacheco. Thank you all so much for joining us out there in dreamland, as Rudy likes to say. <laughs> I have a, uh, a a dream job, besides being a baker, of course, of uh, being a shock lock radio DJ. So I can just... <laughs> Are you saying Shocklock or Chakra? Do you want to say something? No, want to admit something to everybody? No, I didn't say Chakra. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, sorry. For, what's a, what's a, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm because I'm so young. What's a Shocklock? Shocklock. A Shocklock? Shock yeah. yeah. A Shocklock DJ is like the kind of DJ that has the, the sounds queued up. You know, so oh, somebody's like interviewing. We'll say something. And it'll be like, boing, you know, like that kind of so thing. <laughs> what I'm hearing is that you want to be the sound guy guy from Jerry Springer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I haven't actually watched that, but I didn't. I wasn't uh, aware that there was a sound effect person. But that was one of the that was one of the shows that I wasn't allowed to watch as a kid, and I didn't for the most part. Uh, but YouTube is a wonderful thing, and I have definitely seen some fights. And Jerry, Jerry, I'm not kind of crud. Speaking <laughs> speaking of fights, uh, Jordan and and I are wearing our prison blues because we're we're quarantined at home. <laughs> that's right. I got a feeling called the blues. Yeah, that's right. Now that now that California is on, they say we're on lockdown until the fifteenth. If the nation opens up at, uh, on May first, I think that's going to be hard to enforce. But we're just we're just pre- prepping ourselves. We're actually learning chain gang songs right, chain gang songs right now. <laughs> <laughs> like the opening of Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I love that movie. It's a great film. Excellent. You know what's nice is is for me, like okay, okay, hang on. This is why I wanted to bring it up. So because I recently watched nineteen seventeen. And um, I watched that, and that's DP by Roger Deakins, and so is Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? So Deakins has essentially been my child childhood inspiration for why I'm a cinematographer now. Hmm. Yeah, I could see that. That's that's Kinda a cool. it's a it's a beautifully shot film. Uh, the story is fun. The music is excellent. I think it's one of the best soundtracks oh, that's yeah. uh, that's ever been made for a, yeah. a movie. uh, um by the way happy easter to everybody i think that's to be a first thing we should get off right off the bat yes happy easter everybody he is risen hallelujah have you been doing the uh instead of the uh the angelus have you been singing the uh regina chelly at 12 uh i have not but guess who's gonna start doing that properly it's beautiful this guy my uh roommate johan is uh is you know, he's really on. He's punctual with the mm-hmm. with Angela, so he'll, he'll knock on my door and tell me, "All right, it's time." <laughs> so it's good. It's good. Shout out! Shout out to our favorite Assyrian. Uh, Everybody Yon, needs who a friend actually, like that. Actually, he's been he's been serving. He was he was serving for uh, for Holy Week, and that included uh, 
uh, the Easter Tritium. So that was a really, really exciting thing to see because uh, he's gone from low mass serving to the high masses now, and it's all been great. So yep. it's really inspirational. I've, have you ever thought about being an altar server, Rudy, like in the, in the Latin Rite? Uh, fun fact, I used to be an altar server. Uh, Same here. At the Nevisordo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Likewise. Um, I, was, I was a cross bearer, and I was very proud. That's awesome. I love I love doing that. My favorite thing was to be the the thoroughfare, but it's obviously mm. very different with with the Latin rite. Um, but back in the Novosordo days, I I used to be a, a sacristan, so I would prepare all of the sacred vessels and stuff. And unfortunately, I didn't know at the time, but uh, we weren't supposed to handle them. And uh, <laughs> I learned better. And I I thought about it for a moment, uh, you know, maybe serving the Latin mass, but um, in talking to the priest, uh, the priest that we know, um, he mentioned that it would be better for younger kids, you know, because it's a vocation. It's a, not not a vocation, it's a vocation in itself, but it's it's a uh, a stepping stone of a, a, you know towards the vocation of priesthood, so that young men can understand what that is to serve. Well, you know, my father, my father always used to tell me that there are particular graces that you get with serving, being an altar boy, which I think is true. And yeah, what's nice about being an altar boy is that it's not just a way to get as close to the Blessed Sacrament as possible without handling it yourself, but it's also just pragmatic Catholicism. So it's like the best of both worlds. There's a grand spiritual, very religious element to it. And also it's like on the job training Mm -hmm. because what I learned is, as we've learned, right? It's like priests don't actually need altar boys to celebrate the mass, but how else are you going to get, get, young men formed and interested than exposing them really directly. And it's, it's military precision, which obviously appeals to a lot of boys and a lot of men. So it's funny because I remember in the Novus Ordo, I, I stopped altar serving like you do kind of in high school years, but in Latin mass, even though I, I don't think I'll, I'll ever be a server because there's a lot of work and it is a particular kind of training for the sake of vocation. Uh, I was like, man, if, if I had had my entire path set from the Latin mass to begin with, who knows? what that might have really awoken in me because I felt a little bit of the urge. I really loved serving the mass uh, in the Novus Ordo and I had very good priests that I served under. Uh, so just imagine that, that kind of that love and that, that base just being uh, fulfilled all the more in the, in the traditional rite. Yeah, I agree. It's, um, it's definitely a lot different, um, more reverent. Yeah. Our, our viewers haven't seen, but Rudy has a picture of him as a sacristan and uh no. he looks like please he no. looks like a he looks like an east you look like an eastern orthodox priest or like a Byz, or byzantine catholic i should say <laughs> there used to be um there used to be this priest who for whatever reason would would frequent the the parish that i used to go to and um he was an eastern rite priest and he had a wife and they would sit in the pew uh at the 5 p.m mass every sunday and uh, he would he would tell me after mass he would say I saw you up there I saw your beard you looked the part you should become an Eastern priest and I always wondered why he was there you know it was, it was strange but uh, one day he told us that he he would go to the the Latin rite for his wife because that's what she was used to oh so it was um, like their little compromise compromise is kind of a strange word on that because it's it's the same religion it's different uh right different right but that's yeah. that's kind of nice rather than being a supremacist <laughs> <laughs> like an actual supremacist right you've heard like the entire history of byzantine and latin catholics and the entire general history of catholics and orthodox is there's this underlying history of 
Latin supremacy or Greek supremacy and all that kind of stuff. I'm sure mm -hmm. you, you see it in history. Yeah. No, it's kind of a, like a funny thing because now I'm like, I'm like, oh, all the rights are awesome. Like I've been to the Ukrainian Catholics. They do good. The Melkites are awesome. Like I'm, I'm a fraternity of St. Peter, like Latin, right? That's like the way to go. Like I get it, but Greek, Greek, <laughs> like the curies in Greek, whatever, like I'll take it, you know? <laughs> yeah. So what is your, what is, so now that it's Easter, uh, are you, are you happy that, are you happy that Lent is over? Are you kind of, it's been kind of a wild Lent, I'm sure. It has been a wild Lent. Uh, I'm not sure that I'm glad that it's over per se because i'm the kind of guy who can slip back into his old way pretty easy so yeah i need to yeah. keep that discipline you know and um i am glad that it's easter though because the whole mood changes your whole interior demeanor changes because you you're more joyful you're thinking about the resurrection of christ yeah. You're thinking about what that means for us, and um, it's fun to see to see you know, to, uh, not to see but to hear the organ again. Yo, <laughs> I've missed. Oh, I I've missed, missed it. The organ, and I've missed the asparagus so much. Oh, the asparagus is my favorite. It's my favorite. I've actually, I've actually been very, very blessed because. I, so I went to the, there's a, um, an urgent care just a block away from me. So I walked over there during Holy Week and I was like, look, you got to swab me because I have an opportunity to live stream uh, the mass at St. Vitus and I can't, I don't want to pass it up. I got to be, I got to be close to the action again, you know? So um, I got my results back. Uh, I am, I, if I ever had it, I don't know about it because I am COVID-19 negative, baby. So on Good Friday, I got to go and live stream the mass and I got to help Father... Uh, do that for the rest of the Easter Tridium. And, you know, on Good Friday, the the Blessed Sacrament is is brought back into the tabernacle. But there's a moment where it's in uh, oftentimes like the side chapel or the, or the, the, the secondary altar that in our case of our church is in is like pretty much behind the, the main altar. The and altar so, of repose. Yeah, altar of repose. Thank you. That's right. And um, so I, I, I went and as I was getting set up to the live stream, our also repose is, is right there. And I was overwhelmed with how much I missed it and how even though there's obviously great benefit and grace and truth in, in spiritual communion and conforming our wills to, to the best of the situation, there, there is nothing that compares to, to being in front of, of the Blessed Sacrament again. Like that was that was like, it felt like there was like a missing link, you know, in my heart that just clicked again. The reason to be Catholic standing or, or being right there in front of you. So uh, I'm very, very happy that I got to participate and hopefully will continue to participate throughout this whole crisis in, uh, in people uh, viewing the mass in the best ways that they can. And also what's nice about that is Father told me that the analytics of, of the live stream from St. Vitus is uh, in the thousands. So there are way more people watching the mass than can actually fit inside our small little church, which is good because I mean, that means that proportionally uh, there are a ton of people who are still hungry for, for the authentic Latin mass and, and the regrowth of orthodoxy even throughout this time. That's fantastic. I wonder, um, maybe I can ask him, but I wonder what the numbers are specifically for the mass of the day in Los Angeles versus, uh, I don't know, somewhere all over the world, like uh, in, where is it? Is it Strasbourg? No, it's not Strasbourg. Strasbourg. I don't know, wherever, because there's there's many FSSP um, 
um, affiliates that are streamed mm-hmm. on that site. So I'm, I'm not sure, but it would be interesting to see if people are tuning in for, um, for St. Vitus specifically. Yeah. 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 I mean, and, and you know, what we learned is, uh, from one of our, from one of our good buddies, Chris, Chris Marino, who's in the chat right now, I think, hello, how's it going, Chris? Uh, we learned, you know, he said that, look, this time is also like, has had an uptick in, in people, uh, tuning in, so to speak to the traditional liturgy. And I think that's really true because, you know, everyone's starved for, for the kind of truth. And, you know, and again, some churches, generally speaking, it's mostly your main cathedral and some of like the bigger churches in your, in your state or in your area that are able to have live stream capabilities relatively fast. Or a lot of people are kind of going with a lot of the, um, the big uh, priest players on YouTube, I would say, because, you know, uh, Bishop Barron has has a stream as well as uh, Ascension Presents with Father Mike Schmitz has a stream. So, you know, there's a lot of, and EWTN and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of different places to get the mass, but yeah, for the live, for the Latin mass, live mass has been just an absolute bulwark. And I think a lot of people are, are hopefully really seeing what St. Vitus has to offer in terms of the traditional liturgy. Yeah. You know, so it's, yeah. So it, it's, it's a thing. I'm, well, I, I'm for one, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of happy that, not, I shouldn't say I'm happy that Lent is over. It's been a wild Lent. And again, I think Easter does bring about that, that understanding of the fulfillment of Christ's resurrection that we right now, especially really, really need. Like Jesus rising from the tomb demonstrates hope and winning in the end. And, um, you He's know, vanquished this, this death. Month of, just absolutely vanquished and these last couple months of or this last month i should say of quarantine has has sometimes felt really really bleak and i think everyone's getting cagey i'm getting cagey mm-hmm. and it's like man where is the light at the end of this tunnel yeah and especially when the goalposts are are, are being moved you know <laughs> yeah. like, uh... oh gosh right Easter <laughs> to may 1st to may 15th to our arch- September yeah. to 2021 our archbishop was saying that oh maybe we're gonna reopen at this date uh Oh, how we so far nothing. Back? Nothing, nothing so far. So, oh, did gosh. he say April nineteenth or April fifteenth? I thought everyone I wanted April. Oh, I kill if it was April fifteenth. Maybe take this anymore. Maybe I'm throwing him under the bus unjustly, but the point is, <laughs> is I, that I'm tired of this. I want to go to mass. I want to be in want, front of Jesus. <laughs> why can't you know? There are other parts of the country. So take Texas. Texas. Shout it. God bless Texas because Texas is Governor Abbott's like, yeah, we're going to start opening up, like whatever. And so what's coming out of Texas in terms of the Catholic sphere is a lot of parishes are able to have essentially like a drive-in mass, if you will. So people park your cars like you would at a drive-in movie theater and the priest says mass and everybody is in their cars, but they're locked in via apps and streaming services and all that kind of stuff to what's going on at the altar and I don't know if they receive communion or if it's a spiritual communion, but I do know that that is happening in mm-hmm. places. And I would, I would kill for that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> massacre. <laughs> me too. Um, all in good time, though, you know, this, uh, I, I think a lot of people are realizing, like, you know, the nice thing is that the numbers are, are going down. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, deaths are going to continue. It's never good when somebody dies. Um, but things are becoming more stable. And I think as that's coupled with people getting more antsy, uh, hopefully we will see that sort of um, that sort of desire to really return things back to normal, especially in regards to to the mass. Mm-hmm. So, what did you do for Easter? Okay, what did I do for Easter? Okay, so <laughs> uh, 
I went down to my fiance's family's house, which is uh, in like greater Los Angeles, South Central area. And uh, we played we played Monopoly for the first time, like kind of as a, as a unit like that. And I showed them Monopoly Pacheco rules, which is called Monopoly Ultra Capitalist Edition in my household. <laughs> because what you do is like, you, you, you play regular Monopoly, but there's a couple of different things. Number one is it's really about pushing negotiation and disagreement and argumentation. Cause I kind of, I kind of like to argue sometimes. <laughs> Like a, like a healthy oh, argument. Just sometimes. Just, yeah, just sometimes a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and so one of the one of the rules is like, okay, well, you can you can trade properties and you have to wait for your turn to initiate a trade. But what you can do is as you're negotiating, one of the things you can do is grant immunity or not immunity on property. So I could be like, Rudy, I will give you my boardwalk for park, uh, not park place. That'd be a garbage deal. I'll give you my boardwalk for my railroad, but I want immunity on your blues. Listen, Jordan, that's exactly what you pulled on me the last time we played. That's right. We now you're telling me room. you're telling me that's a garbage move. Well, I mean, I, I I'm on to you, Jordy. I'm on to you. I was going to say, I, was say I, was, I will trade you Boardwalk for Park Place, but they're both the same color set. So it's oh. a it's a it's a yeah. garbage move. I'm, I'm protecting you is what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but needless to say, I, I, I beat her family. Uh, I love them and I love her, but I, I massacred and uh, they were like, well, we can't play with, we can't play with uh, uh, immunity anymore. And I was like, hey, you man. absolutely pillaged them. You ravished their country. You created a massive housing crisis. Oh, uh-huh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, I should mention before on the religious aspect, of course, that I, I, I helped participate, helped in the part, uh, English is hard. I participated in the live stream or I helped in the live stream of the, uh, of Holy Saturday, and which was a vigil mass, which was the earliest vigil mass in my life because it began at like one o'clock or something. <laughs> <laughs> but but the nature of live mass means that uh, that we we make sure that we don't step over other people. So uh, so if if the seminary for the fraternity of Saint Peter is streaming at this time, or Lady Guadalupe is streaming at this time, or another church, we just kind of fill up slots to make sure our mass can be seen all over. So. I did that for for Holy Saturday, and then of course I helped in the morning for for the Easter Sunday live stream, which was fantastic. Which was the best way to start the day again. And then I, I then I went and and caused a bunch of family strife with my victory. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what, did yeah. you, what did you do? Did you have a good Sunday? Did uh, you have a good Easter Sunday, should I say? Yeah, Easter Sunday was great. Uh, I spent that over at Ashley's house with nice. uh, with her mom and her sisters. We had dinner, but um, right. we did the Easter vigil the day before, mm-hmm. and Ashley made this really awesome um, paschal candle. <laughs> Can I show it on stream? Let's see it. Let's see it. So it's a nice little candle that she made. <laughs> so we were we were doing we were decorating our our little TV stand, <laughs> and uh, put our icons out and had our Easter candle and participated in mass. And it was, it was wonderful. As soon as the, the lights came on in the church and you could just hear that wonderful Jeff organ solo. I don't know what it's called, but <laughs> maybe it's I, I, not I an organ solo. <laughs> like it, like a... <laughs> but it was just like, it was like triumphant. It's like mm-hmm. Jesus, like, wow. Yeah. And uh, that at that moment, I was just on, I was just like so ecstatic. 
you know what's nice is especially when it's done at when we're when you're there and it's not at night because it's true like the entire point is is christus that jesus has triumphed and the bells go crazy Wonderful. and the organ goes crazy and the lights go on and it is I would say that, so the most profound moment of the mass to me is, of course, the, the elevation, the consecration of the body and blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord. But then, but that moment, you know, that moment when you realize that Easter is, is here, that, that the, the stone has been rolled away and the church just explodes with joy and noise and power and thunder. Gotta be, gotta be like the, one of the, greatest impressions ever made of me as a Catholic is like, yep, this is, this is how you know that, that Christ has come again and, and will come again and has defeated Satan and that we are, we are uh, great or hopefully willing participants in a, in the divine plan. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. And then afterwards we, we had dinner. Uh, we, went, hey. we went and picked up some food at this kebab place nearby. Fantastic kebab. You guys in Glendale for that? <laughs> kebab is everywhere. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, Glendale kebab is a cut above, let me tell you. <laughs> mm, that's it, true. It makes a lot of sense. I'll, I'll tell great. you a really funny story thing. I never had kebabs until I came out here to Los Angeles. It yeah. kind of makes sense coming from Colorado. But that's yeah. like the thing to do out here. Yeah, everybody in Colorado eats Chipotle, right? Because that's, so, yeah. that's where uh, Chipotle, Chipotle is from. Chipotle has the mecca of Chipotle is near Denver University. That was when the first <laughs> Chipotle started in the 90s, I think. Mm. <laughs> yeah. back when it was good yeah. back when oh you gotta you gotta beef with, <laughs> you gotta you gotta beef with chipotle yeah it's not the same would you rather oh really you know what this, that's like that's like how people talk about um mcdonald's you know with their fries and their chicken nuggets do you say mick or muck mick mick because i'm mick. a normal person mac I, for some reason mick. i i can't mac say mcdonald's whack mcdonald's well that's what the brits said <laughs> brits go mcdonald's Mac- mcdonald's mcdonald's and you're like no no you guys wrote the you guys wrote the language but no <laughs> there's a there's an irish establishment called supermax and uh super mix yeah <laughs> it's that super mick i guess that's, i mean that makes more sense but they can't do that i suppose yeah so what is what is so now that it is it is so it is still uh, easter tide yep um, for what another 50 days i I love that i love how how long that stretches you know it's wonderful it's just so like what a what a time period for joy this is how you know that things are getting better too because like i already i don't know about you but like i'm already like thank god it's easter like i could take i could take this whole this whole woo flu quarantine have you been uh, outside today it's wonderful Today? outside. Okay, yeah, because uh, I there is a um, so not not to not to make a point of privilege, but I do have a pool in the back of my little house uh, that I share, and so um, yes. Uh, we were, we were outside today, just kind of relaxing. And I haven't done that in a really long time. And I was like, wow, I, I forgot. Like, I needed this. Thank God but I'm still alive post-Lent because this is about the right kind of way to return to form. Sounds relaxing. Relaxing out back, yeah, by the pool is kind of nice. So outside is beautiful. And that's why I'm saying that people are going to start getting cagey. Because if it was like a couple weeks ago where it was all rainy and grim, that's one thing. But now that it's like the birds are chirping and the shun- sun is shining, it's like, okay, Time to get outside, like I might, you know, catch ill and who knows, but I'll risk it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it certainly seems like we're we're looking at the light at the end of the tunnel now. Yeah, but I'm I'm trying think, not to get too excited just yet because I I don't want to be disappointed 
So while we still have this opportunity to be at home and, and suffer collectively as a church because we don't have access to the sacraments, um, we still have the opportunity to, to grow in a little grace there, a little bit of patience, yeah. uh, grow in that virtue. So still keeping on, trying not to think about it too much, but I mean, I'm, I'm over this. <laughs> our, 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 our priest at St. Vitus, Father Friar, posted something in, in our FSSP LA app recently that I thought was really nice. But, you know, he essentially just reminded us that, you know, this is a struggle for all of us. And, um, you know, we understand this from the whole passion narrative. And you and I both separately with our fiancés watched Passion of the Christ recently. And Did you cry? Um, oh, man. You know, this is the first year that I didn't weep openly. But I was just like, but I felt so wretched. There's so many scenes where you're just like, because you know it's you, right? That... I, I think about this in regards to St. Peter because, you know, in Matthew 16 is the first time when, you know, is, is where Peter is bestowed as, as Pope and head of the church. And then a chapter later, Christ tells him, get behind me, Satan, you know, and later we'll say, like, you know, you're going to deny me three times. And Peter goes, Lord, I would rather die than deny you. So how can a man like that who walked, talked and ate with our Lord, who was given over to be the vicar of Christ for him, who was, whose name was changed for the obvious reason of the honor, uh, how does he betray him? And, and it's, it's like, it's easy, you know? It is easy. It's a, it's a story that you and I and everybody who's Catholic has experienced before. Yeah. You know, we say one day we're on fire and we say, no, I'm, I'm going to die here. I'm going to die on this hill. And then maybe the next day, as soon as the next day, you realize, oh, I am... I'm a weak human. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and I need those graces to help me out. <laughs> you, you need those graces, and it's so funny because, again, like it, it's so crazy how these weren't, and this wasn't like a long time buildup for some people. For, obviously, for 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 men like 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 Judas, uh, I think that it wasn't just like a switch thing. I think it was like a, a decay into despair, uh, as far as kind of like the 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 gospel narratives or the commentaries sort of go. Um, Jesus or Judas was a revolutionary and he wanted to see the overthrow of the Romans and Christ he realized wasn't one of the one of the commentaries I should say because obviously this isn't in, in the scripture itself but you know that the background is that uh, what Christ was talking about with the kingdom and with with the power of his father wasn't temporal in that regard and Judas gave way to despair and it, you know now we know it woe to the man who betrays the son of man it's better that uh, he was never born that whole story mm -hmm. but for someone like peter like to 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 realize that he's in, in especially in the, they illustrate this so well in the movie you know he's he's looking at the lord and the lord is looking at him and it's like okay here's a moment where you got to put your money to where your mouth is and you know they're like hey I, I know this you you were with him you were with jesus you were with the nazarene you were with the galilean and he's like i, I don't know this man and i think about that in regards to Christ saying, if you deny me in front of men, I will deny you in front of my father, which is why Peter's later threefold, mm -hmm. uh, uh, threefold uh, repentance is so important. Um, but man, you know, it's like, that's not just like, oh, well, St. Peter and the rest of the apostles, they were just too weak, but I'm real strong. It's like, those were the guys who were the closest to Christ. So if they run away, how many times do we run away? So how many of those sins that that Jesus carried on his cross are our sins. And that's what makes me feel wretched. And it's a good kind of wretchedness because it makes the sweetness and the forgiveness and the, the joy of the gospel message 
for Easter all the more satisfying. Especially when you think about the um, the scourging at the pillar, yeah. and traditionally people people say that uh, well, the church believes that 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 suffering, that scourging, is for all of the sins of the flesh that were ever going to be committed. It's like it's so severe, you know. Yeah. Uh, but that movie is is a masterpiece. Um, every year I watch that on on Friday, and every year. I have I have I have a hard time like bringing tears up, but uh, but when I watch that movie, they just flow like you know like water. <laughs> it's like turning it's, on a faucet. It's and you know for me, it's maybe it's for you wonderful. too. But you notice how you how different moments from the passion narrative grip you. At yes. Times. This whole year, which one? Which really... one is it for you? Okay, so I know mine year's... immediately. I know mine. <laughs> this year for me, uh, I didn't realize this in past years, but the way that Satan is dressed and the way that he looks in the in Passion of the Christ is a direct mockery and mimicry of the Virgin Mary. Mm-hmm. And there's a very particular ma- picture of Madonna and child that, they, that they, they've drawn inspiration from. But I think that's true because obviously we know that Our Lady will crush the evil one's head mm-hmm. uh, in Revelations. So but just watching, there was a, there was just a moment where, especially like there's so many moments right that really gripped me. But there's a second where Christ falls, and the Virgin Mary remembers a time when he fell as a little boy. And you know, one of the great meditations for us as Catholics is what the Holy Family's life was like before Jesus began his ministry. You know, Jesus as a child, you know, throughout the into young adulthood and all that kind of stuff. And man this was one of those moments where she runs over and they they look at each other um and it was just like the the the, the love that you know we we know that it was prophesied that uh, our virgin mary's heart would feel like it was pierced with with swords and you see that they captured it so wonderfully and it's so true and i was like man like how wretched is it that you know that this is what we've done to the one who's going to save us. Mm-hmm. So later when, when he goes, Father, forgive them, they know not what they do. I'm like, all the time, that that's Christ's message to us at the hour of his death. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. How, how, you know, how, how much more do we, should we start doing to, to make it so that we, we lessen his suffering? It's incredible. For me, it's the, the scene where he's crucified and um Longinus Longinus right he comes up so, yeah. he comes up with the spear and he mm-hmm. he hesitates yeah and i think he realizes that scene just you, you can look into the the mind of this man and he's like doesn't want to be there anymore he realizes what he's done mm-hmm. and then he pierces Christ's side and blood and water come out and he's just like baptized right then and there yeah and he just like he wipes it and he falls immediately to his knees oh that scene kills me yeah because i think about i think about my past and i think about how many times i i've you know i've put christ on the cross there Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. and he's there and he he's given me another another outlook in life yeah you know so that scene (laughs) that scene kills me i was watching it with ashley and it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool when you can you can share that raw emotion with your with your significant your significant other. Um, yeah, and 
And so that scene came on. I started bawling, man. <laughs> yeah, I see that. I see that there are people in chat who are who are giving us their favorite scenes. Uh, yeah. Thanks for joining us, by the way. Uh, while I have it, uh, please don't forget to like this video, especially as we're streaming here. That helps the algorithm. And go ahead and subscribe if you're not already subscribed. Uh, we very much appreciate every single little bit that you guys do. We also appreciate the interaction, which I'll get to. Uh, Grace says, "Hey, Grace, how's it going?" She says, the bald-headed lady with the baby absolutely petrified me when watching it as a kid. Yeah, and there's a there's a very particular Madonna and child, which that is mocking down to to the way that Satan's portrayed looking at the blasphemous Christ child. So that always that that always freaked me out. And now that I know a little bit more what's going on, I'm like, ooh. But you know, the evil one hates hates Christ and just loathes our lady. In fact, there are there are theologians that speculate, or it's just, just speculate, but theologians who say that one of the reasons why Satan refused to serve is because he knew that his boss was going to be a creature who should be beneath him, mm -hmm. but whom Christ has, you know, who God is like, no, no, this will be queen of the angels. And he just wouldn't do it. Um, Non-servium. <laughs> and then our boy, Michael, the archangel goes, Mikael, and high five is God. <laughs> uh, Shane, do you think he, how's it going? Shane? Do you think he said it as a question? Like, Mikael. Yeah, I think that I think he knew. I think he. I think it was. It was pretty cheeky, you know. <laughs> I think he. And then he drew his sword and just started murking fools. <laughs> he has a Shane, flaming sword, by the way. That is. That is. You really know what cool. it is? It's exactly. I think it probably. That's probably what did it. You know, it's like it's like uh, it's like that's what unlocked it. And uh, and what's funny is, is he's portrayed as a flaming sword, but we never know. Do we know who the angel who is maybe, in charge of maybe, the Garden of Eden is? Maybe it's not him with the flaming sword because the the angel who guards the entrance of the garden has the flaming sword. But I did I, I did see a uh, a woodcut illustration, kind of like the one behind me oops, mm. on the side. Yeah. Very nice. Um, thank you. Uh, it's out of a missile, but it is St. Michael with a flaming sword. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's more than one. <laughs> uh, Shane, how's it going? He says, I like when our master is speaking Latin with the governor because I don't watch with subtitles and finally understand something. I think I can't tell if that was a humble brag because a, that's him understanding Latin, which congratulations, by the way, <laughs> this is one of the great, as one who loves church history and is trying to understand the gospels also in the historical context. Cause I think that's really powerful for converts and for people really understanding the biblical narrative. Cause honestly, like the new Testament is just screaming in history. This is how, you know, it's true because there's just, there are just examples, details and understandings of things that you're just like, there's no way that people who are just making this up would put this in because it doesn't make any sense. One of them, the questions I've always had is how did Christ speak to Pilate? And I think that that is the answer that of course the master of the universe probably would have, yeah, addressed him in Latin. Um, and it could stand a reason that Pilate as governor of Judea uh, knew at least a little bit of Hebrew or maybe a little bit of Aramaic, mm -hmm. you know, probably not enough to be conversate like uber conversational, but who knows, you know? Um, but I've always, P Pilate's a very interesting player in the whole of the passion narrative. Because I think Pilate is a great representative of a lot of us in a ways because, you know, he's looking truth in the face and he says, quo est veritas. What is truth? I know a lot of people like that in my family and friends who, yeah. who have Christ right in front of them. And they'll still ask like, well, is that really, is that really the truth? 
You know what that's a harken back to? It's when, when Satan appears in Genesis, it's not a long, lengthy theological debate. All he no. does is look at Eve and say, did God really tell you not to eat of the tree of good and evil? Yeah. That's how it slips. Uh, and I, you know, and I, I see Pilate and, you know, Pilate had a chance, had a chance, a choice there where it's like, he could see the truth of his spirit and also the temporal, and but, you know, Christ says, you know, in order to save one's life, one must lose it. One must forego the world in order to gain the eternal life. And, you know, so what you see in the passion and what you see in a movie like Risen, which I want to watch really, really soon again, because that movie is just a brilliant overview of taking what the situation in, in Palestine, first century, 33 AD was at the time, as the Romans would have seen it and going, you don't understand the whole history of the world has just changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of that is like, yeah, it's like, there is a great amount of politics. We know that the Jewish revolt will result in the burning of Jerusalem in 70 AD, mm-hmm. you know, only, only um, 37 years later. So you can see all the tensions, you can see all the political plays and everything, but we have to understand that God supersedes all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just incredible. And I think that the actor who portrayed Pilate did a very, very good job at that. Finally, uh, uh, Mary Harrington, thank you so much for joining us. She says, Mary pressing her cheek to the floor stones, feeling her son in the dungeons below. Yeah, uh, absolutely. There's a scene, for those who haven't seen, where the Virgin Mary is, it's right after Jesus has been led away from uh, being accused in the temple. So right after Caiaphas has, you know, ripped his clothes and said he blasphemes. And so there's a shot where, like, you know, she's going out. You know, you can tell that her heart's just completely plummeted through the floor. She pauses, she goes over to the stones, and it's, a, it's just a, it's a beautiful connection between the two. Mm-hmm. The camera tracks down through the stones and uh, stops on Christ, who is shackled, and he's looking up, and you, there's a connection. There you can tell it's they're a looking connection, at each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Each other. yeah. Um, man, that, if I could go back to any time in history, that would, that, I, I would, I mean, I, I don't want to say I would love to have seen the crucifixion, because that's not quite what I mean. Uh, <laughs> yeah, to be a, just, a looker on to that, that would be yeah, just to just to see it all. That you would know? be very uh, very interesting. Do you know the Passion of the Christ was my first rated R film? No, I didn't know that. I don't remember <laughs> what my first rated R film was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably something I, not good. <laughs> probably like uh, I don't know. I can't even think. <laughs> but there's a. Um, yeah, my oh. church, it was actually, and it was, it was brought on by my church. What happened is the movie was out in theaters and my parish in Colorado, we all decided to, to go collectively. So we bought our movie tickets, moved out, went out to Parker, Colorado. And as a parish, we pretty much filled the whole theater and we watched it. Uh, and I was little because I think the movie came out in 2004. Four? Four? 2004. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we got about 10 minutes left here of our stream. Uh, see if anybody of the viewers have uh, any questions yes if you are still with us and you have any questions please go ahead and put them in the feed we will go ahead and reply while that's populating rudy i gotta ask you so going forward from easter for these next whole parts of easter tide what are you hoping to kind of gain from from you know i guess from, <laughs> from easter tide proper you know we are now in the hope of the resurrected christ Hmm, that is that's a good one. Good one, isn't it? That is a put on the spot question, but uh, <laughs> I I hope to continue the the disciplines that I've developed over Lent, in particular daily prayer. 
prayer is incredibly important um, because prayer is our communication yeah with God and if if we're not checking in then we sort of lose touch of how God is speaking to us in our life and so keeping that daily that daily uh, time set aside for God is is really important for me because now I don't have an excuse. Uh, yeah. I'm at home. I unfortunately like things with work have gotten a little bit gone a little south. So now I'm home most of the time, and I don't have an excuse to say, "Oh, well, today I didn't pray. I didn't pray the rosary, or I didn't do this today because you know I was busy playing a video game or something, you know, yeah. or watching TV or doing something like that." So that's a back. We, we wish you all a very happy Eastertide. Christus Resurrexit in our lives and hopefully in the life of the church. We cannot wait. I cannot wait for the Eucharistic processions, for the church bells to ring, for everybody to get married and baptized and communed and all that stuff that has been waiting. Um, but until then, you know, this is a really great time for us to take our frustrations again and just keep offering them up to the Lord because he hears the cry of his people. And yeah, this has been a really crazy time for all of us. But, uh, but hopefully... You're making the best of it. Uh, I'm going to follow what you've been doing, Rudy. I want to revitalize my spiritual life in prayer. And I'm about to buy a slew of a bunch of new religious books. If anyone has any recommendations, I am all ears. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. We appreciate mm -hmm. you being here. And uh, we'll catch you next time. If you have yeah, any, yeah. any questions or any comments, Feel free to drop them into uh, the comment box and make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel if this is your first time. Hit the notification bell so that you're, you're made aware when we're going to go live again. And follow us on Twitter, at GladTradPodcast. You can also download all of our, our existing episodes that are not live and also our, our last live episode. Uh, via our links below underneath the uh, in the description. Um, you can download them where any good podcasts are provided. So Stitcher, you can download them on um, Spotify, you can go to Buzzsprout, anywhere you get your, your podcasts from. Apple Podcasts, whatever, iHeartRadio, all the, all the, literally all the places. I've looked. It's like all the places. It's wonderful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's great. So keep praying for us. Uh, we really appreciate your prayers. You know, we're praying for you as well. And God bless you and Mary keep you. Oh, my God.